Rosie, we'll have you come up and, and share. Right? That's what, I mean, oh yeah, I gotta, I'll give you this one. I have a phrase for that. And my granddaughter this, uh, today was sharing with me. Um, uh, I apologize, Omi. She calls me Omi as grandma. My day has been just kind of all over the map. And I said, well, what is the phrase, honey? I raised you, and I, you need to apply that. And so, because I, I don't know whether she wanted a self-pity party or whatever, but I didn't budge with, with that, you know. So she says, yes. Things are subject to change. Things are subject to change. And so that is just something we have to flow with it and just trust the Lord to, you know, okay, well, let's see what's the next event or what's, how do we, uh, you know, as time goes on with your life, you just kind of said, you know, actually Pastor Brian has taught me another phrase, but it's a different way. Because I used to get very anxious and anxiety, and because I'm a, I have this thing about perfecting, and everything has to display in 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 just beauty, because that's just the way the demonstration of I could just visualize his kingdom, his banquet, and but sometimes it gets too into your spirit, or you're just getting really uptight and everything. And so he says, breathe, breathe, Rosie. But see, all this you learn from just applying and you learn. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to breathe and then just enjoy and just allow the Holy Spirit. Just And now it's just like, okay. And then also when, when, um, when I meet people and, and just talking about, you know, distraction. I don't say distraction. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. I take that back. But anyway, when... You have thousands of things to do, and you got thousands of people. Well, I'm exaggerating. Thousands of people to come at your desk and asking all thousand questions. <laughs> I'm really exaggerating now. But you, you get the drift, right? You just stand still and just ask the Holy Spirit, how do I minister? Everything can wait because the Word does say he'll add hours to your day. So anyway, you just kind of just apply to it and just learn from all what you've gone through in your journey. But if you're stuck and you're not growing, then you're in trouble, right? You're in trouble, okay. But anyway, all to say this, all to say this, um, there's something I wanted to share about the offering. It's just uh, we were praying in the prayer room, and I got the uh, Jabez uh, prayer coming up in my spirit, and I'm so excited about that because I work at Sam's, and there's a lot of people coming to my card, and if I was a psychology or psychiatrist, and, and I know they, how much they make, I would make 100 bucks every time they dump everything on me. But anyway, but the Lord Jesus always uses that, but I always turn the whole situation into a positive because that's what we're there for we need to just share and bring light into situation so in the offering uh i saw in the in the prayer room the word stretch he's going to stretch our borders stretch so the jabez spirit starts or prayer says lord bless me indeed and that's not a selfish prayer you know, it's just bless me indeed. What's the purpose of blessing me indeed? Because I can bless you, impart it to you. Bless me indeed and uh, 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 what do you call it? Enlarge my territories. If, if someone keeps telling me, you know, uh, I need to move, I need to, I want a bigger house. Well, ask for the, ask the Lord. He will hear you. He, you know, just call those things into, you know, into uh, existence because this is what the, the Lord, he created the earth that way. You know, he spoke it. And that's why Wednesdays are such a really vital time in prayer and decoration because you start, you know, like Joshua 1.8. You meditate, you meditate, you chew it, you chew it like a cow, you chew it, you chew it, you just keep, and you start believing it, and you won't engage unbelief, and you come against life. Anything comes process, 
No, I'm not going to believe that. I said, and, and I look at my tank, my gas tank, and I said, you're going to stay right there. You're not moving. In the name of Jesus, and I don't care how much the prize is, I don't care how much the house prizes is, I just know that as we live in the supernatural, in that realm, God's going to stretch it because he's, it's by your faith, it's by your faith, it's by your faith, says the Lord. So anyway, I just wanted you to be encourage you that as you step into spirit realm and do what the Father says for you to do, you're going to prosper. So that offering is going to stretch and multiply. And also I was praying for, the, for your food cabinet or cupboard to stretch your food. Be creative. You know, just create, create your food budget, and it's, it's going to be okay. So the Lord says, just keep praying that Jabez uh, prayer, you know, to bless you, to say, I'm a blessed woman of God and everything. And one more thing. Yes, amen to this morning. And uh, you need to be ready in season, out of season. And I was just like 4.30, he woke me up. I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm awake, so what do I do? The first thing the Lord, no, I didn't say that. The beginning, the beginning of the year, the Lord says to me, this is the phrase I want you to say. Thy kingdom come, it shall be done on earth as in heaven. And I tell you, every morning, that's what I say. No matter what I, my body feels or says, the Lord says, uh-uh, I don't want you to say nothing but that. Thy kingdom come, it shall be done on earth as it's in heaven. And heaven is freedom. Heaven is just flowing with peace and joy. And that's the way I want to live. No matter what goes on, I just, just come against, you know, you, whatever you learn here at church, you have to come against lies. You have to because it, it, the Lord wants you to stand firm in, in royalty and priesthood and everything. And so, the, and so before, before Larry Bingman called, the Lord was already showing me some things about the Bible, about things that's going through. And I, he says, Rosie, I just need to go to the hospital, get things checked up. And then I said, well, you know what? I, the Lord told me about the blood. Uh, I, I know that the, he's, got, he's takes care of it. So we go here and... Um, as, we, as I was praying with this other girl, just like Pastor Brian was saying, that uh, as we were into some really spiritual heights and excitement and everything, <laughs> I tell you, I heard this thunder, thunder really loud. And I'm like, what is that? I was kind of scared, but it, it, you know, I just figured it out. It was a thunder. It was like really loud. I says, oh God, you're really speaking. You are really saying yes and amen to what we're saying, you know, because that's how I interpret how God talks, you know. For you, it might be something different, but he did that twice. And you know what day today is? It's June 22nd, 22nd. I do things by numbers, so it's double blessing. But anyway, here, I'll hurry up. I know everybody, somebody else want to talk. It says, in Psalms 29, is the it says, The glory of God thunders. Proclaim his majesty, all you mighty champions, you sons and daughters of almighty God. Give all the glory and strength back to him. Be in awe before such power and might. Come worship wonderful Yahweh. Arrayed in all his splendor, bow and worship as he appears in all his holy beauty. Give him honor to his name. Worship him, wearing his glory garments of your holy priestly calling. The voice of the Lord echoes through the skies and seas. The glory God reigns as he thunders in the clouds. So powerful his voice, so brilliant and bright. How majestic has he thunders over the great waters. His, I don't know how to say that. Panic thunder tumbles the strongholds of trees. His symphonic sound splinters the mighty forest. 
Now he moves Zion's mountains, moved by the might of his voice, shaking the snowy peaks with his ear-splitting sound. The lightning fire flashes striking as he speaks. God reveals himself when he makes his fault like quake, shaking deserts, speaking his voice. God's mighty voice makes the deer give birth. I felt that today. His thunderbolt voice lakes the forest bare. In his temple all fall before him, which each one shouting, glory, glory to God, glory. Above the furious flood, the enthroned once reigns. The king God rules with eternity and his side. This is the one who gives his strength and might to his people. This is the Lord giving his kiss of peace. I mean, just walking like that every day, wearing royal royalty clothes. When we walked over there, I felt, the, well, because of Pastor Larry Bingman not being here, I just felt a drawing to pray because that's his heart, to pray for the nation. That is the kingdom. I felt that we were in his kingdom, in his throne room, full of royalty, full of fullness of his, his kingdom. That is his kingdom. That's where we're reaching is all souls. And so this is just just a piece of in the morning that I was experiencing and the outpouring of its rains, the suddenlies, the, the uh, 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 what do you call it, the uh, different kind of things that he's showing himself in, in different ways. You will see, you'll have visitation coming here. You might be entertaining angels. The angels wants to come here and worship the Lord. There's so much glory in here because the faith is arising. So I'm telling you, everyone, it's exciting day. So just pray that Jabez spirit stretch the gas, you know, by declaring. So anyway, you, we... You bless them. Okay. Father God, I thank you. They are royal priests. I see each one wearing royal clothing. It doesn't matter what you did. Okay, the blood is more powerful than any other areas in your life that you've sensed, that you've gone through. You are a blessed nation. You are blessed because Jesus has stood for you. The blood is so powerful that it can move mountains. The voice of God declared today, he said yes and amen twice. We were just so moved. We, it felt like we could move anything because of the faith, because he was present here. So we thank you, Father God. Bless them indeed, just like Father Abraham. We are a blessed, blessed people, Father God. I thank you, Father God. You will stretch out their territories, the ones who want a house, the ones who want to move. Father, we call those things that are not the ones that want better jobs. God can do it. God can fill your gas tank. I heard someone say a long time ago, sharing, she came here from another nation. She only had $10 and she went to the bank and the bank account lady said, you have $10,000. $10,000, and she says, something's wrong. She says, no, it's not wrong. You have it. It doesn't belong to anybody. So I believe your bank accounts be filled. Don't doubt, because God wants to continue to, to, to give you the desires of your heart. These are the days that the Lord will do miracles and signs and wonders, because the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. It's what you say is what's going to count. So we we call the blessing in. Come on, stay in unity with me. Let your faith rise. Call it in. Call it in. Thank you, Father. We thank you that it's done by the blood of the Lamb in the name of Jesus. We thank you. And your signature and your voice was declared this morning, Father, twice. And I said yes and amen. And what everybody say? Amen. Yes and amen. Thank you, Rosie. That was good. Um, Petey. 
I'll wait here. Then I can. Hi. Okay. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yay. Rosie's on fire. I don't know that I'm on that much fire right now. Um, but in prayer today, God was just talking to me about knowing him, like really understanding who he is, really coming to know him. And I love it because Rosie, like what God is giving Rosie is just like release the sound of who I am, you know, just declare, just read it out, declare how big I am, um, how the sound of my voice will shake deserts and things like that. And then he's telling me, like, I need you to know me more. And sometimes we have a version of the Lord that we've seen and that we've experienced. And so that's where we go because that's what we've already learned about him. But he's like, no, there's more. Know me, know me, know me. And he keeps going with know me. And uh, what is that scripture? Uh, Proverbs 1. Uh, verse 1 through 7. <clears throat> and it says, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an, and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And the Lord is just going like, know me. Keep learning. Did you get a revelation? Well, there's more. Did a, did a scripture pop out to you? Well, there's more of me, though. Did you have an experience with me? But there's more. Keep going. Like, don't plateau with where you are, even if where you are is an incredible place. There's more of me. And <clears throat> then somebody says, you know, they're talking about to know. Like, oh, man, to know the Lord. Yeah, but I want to do more than know the Lord. And I'm just praying and it's funny because there's many times in scripture when it describes the word to know with two people is like, and then he knew her and then she was with child. And there's a level of knowing that is so intimate that it is life producing. That fruit comes out of it. And so I'm just praying in this place about like knowing the Lord more, trusting in the Lord, uh, almost like knowing myself less and, and using the attention on everything that I know already. Like, give me less of that focus and more focus on you. <clears throat> and there's a woman sitting here. And God gave me a word for her and a vision. And so I just was uncomfortable continuing minding my own business and just praying like, ah, oh, that's awkward. Um, this is time for prayer, not time for prophecy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Everybody else deals with that. But I argue with the Lord almost every time I get a prophetic word. I'm like, why are you doing this, Lord? Give it to somebody else. You know, so. But I'm, I'm watching her agitated. And then I'm agitated trying to ignore her agitation. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Can I just release this word? And she goes, yeah, release the word. And it turns into the the prayer turns into something else, a time to invest into someone, a time to like, it was almost like break bread or like break the alabaster box. Let's get to the intimate part where now you're not just knowing the Lord, that you're really knowing each other and really serving and investing into each other and seeing each other and valuing each other and saying, whoa. I'm in the middle of celebration, but that doesn't mean I can't stop because I can see where you are and walk with you in your place. 
And so that exchange happened. And then now all of a sudden, everybody here is just praying for her and asking the Lord, like, wait, let me take you to the Lord. My relationship I have with the Lord, I'm going to use it to walk into the holiest of holy places and say, God, can you, what about her? I know you love her. Can you show her, Lord? And so it turned into that for a minute. And then the Lord is just, he just keeps going, but God, but God, but God. And he's like, don't lie to yourself and say that you're not in a situation that you're in. If you're sick, you're sick. But it's the people who recognize they were sick and then could walk to the healer and receive healing. Not the people who were sick and go, I'm not sick because the Lord says, um, you know, the scripture says, if you're sick, recognize your place and go walk to your healer. If you're without, if you're lacking, it's not I'm in the name of Jesus, I'm not lacking. No, maybe I am lacking and I need to go find my provision because my sufficiency, my portion, my provision, my provider is right here. I can't say I'm not, there's nothing wrong. Well, then how is the comforter going to come and comfort me? So he's going place where you are in front of you. God, I'm broken. I can't do this on my own, but God, but God, because whatever you're going through and whatever you're experiencing, it doesn't have to be the end, but God can come in. And the joke that I made, like anytime you use the word, but it kind of cancels or, you know, you're beautiful, but means you're not beautiful. <laughs> you know what I mean? So whatever you're going through is real, but God, God can cancel your debt. God can cancel your death. God can cancel an assignment of the enemy. Lord, I just thank you. that you allow us to know you more, that you draw us in, that you invite us to know you more, that you initiate the intimacy for us to know you better, to be closer to you. Thank you for knowing us first and still choosing us for knowing all the broken, hard parts, the the lack and the deficit and the sin and the whatever, Lord. You know all of us, and you still choose us, Lord. And you're saying, come and know me, come and know me, come and know me. And when you find out, when we release to you, when we open ourselves to you, when we are vulnerable and you you start to take all of our things that are so broken or so wrong and you start to put that but God after. Because Lord, I was hurt as a child and I could never blah, blah, blah. And you say, but God. But Lord, I'm broken and no one else. I've never met another but God. But I don't have an education and there's no way that I can get a career but God. I don't have the finance, so there's no but God. There's no cure for this sickness. No one has ever but God. But God. Thank you, God, for being the author and the finisher. That you do not put a period at the end of my hardship. You put that comma and then you say, but God. I receive you, Lord, into all the places 
and in the places that I don't have room for, Lord, I ask that you help me make room for you. Thank you, Lord, for pouring your spirit out, for giving me your identity that I can walk in you and live in you forever, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Amen. I came up uh, right after Petey and um, kind of walked in when they were praying healing. They, everyone was praying healing. They were praying physical healing. They were praying emotional healing. Pastor Brian was praying healing. David was praying healing. Um, and so I just, I just sat and I waited to listen, um, not coming in with an agenda. Just like, let me listen. Let me hear where we are in the spirit. Let me receive what the Lord would want to speak to me. And um, stay, stay here, Kelly. But the, the first place I felt led to go was in Second Chronicles, also in chapter 29. And it's when Hezekiah becomes the king. And he's only 25 when he becomes king. And I thought about that. I'm like, wow, could you imagine being the king of a nation at 25? I don't think I would have been at all prepared. But Hezekiah leaned on the Lord. He leaned into the Lord. And the first thing he wanted to do was restore worship. And the, the temple was in total disarray. And in Second Chronicles 29 and verse 3, it says that the first thing they did is they... Um, Verse 3, it says they uh, repaired the doors. They repaired and they rehung the doors. So it's Second Chronicles 29. Th huh? It won't go there? That's fine. You can go back to First Chronicles. I'm just going to tell the story like Pastor Steve does on a Sunday, and he takes us through an entire book <laughs> real quick. Anyway, so in verse 3, it says that they repaired and they rehung the doors. And then a little later, it says that the priests came and they went in to the inner part of the sanctuary and they carried out the rubble to the porch. And then the Levites came and they picked up the rubble from the porch and they took it out to the brick kidron and they threw out all the rubble of what had been destroyed in the temple. And as we're sitting here and we're praying for restoration, I really believe we're in a mercy season where God is is diligently coming after us for the places of wounding and brokenness that we have kept from the Lord, the places we've held back and we're like, ah, the places where we believe I'm the one in eight billion that maybe the cross didn't redeem. And I know that we would never say that because it's like, oh no, I believe of course in the cross and all that Jesus does. But somewhere in all of us is a wound that has a lie attached to it. Yeah, but... So Petey's saying, but God, and what keeps us from but God is, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, but, but this, because somewhere we believe we really aren't redeemable, and that's the lie that he's been telling since the garden, right? And unless we're willing to bring those wounds that we carry in our hearts to the Lord, all of them, and let the Holy Spirit minister to us and carry those wounds out of our temple, then we hold on to them and we actually protect them from God's redemption. And we would never think that we would do that, but, but we all do. And so as I'm listening to us pray for healing, I really feel in this season, God's like, I'm going to start leaning on your wounds. I'm going to start poking at them. Not because I'm mean and it's not the enemy. It's because I want to be Lord there. I want to be Lord in every scenario and every lie you've believed that my love isn't sufficient for you or you're the one that my love can't touch because of dot, 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 fill in the blanks. And I feel that in this mercy season, God is leaning on those wounds because of this scripture right here. David wanted to rebuild the temple and God said, no, it's not for you to do. You're a man of blood, you know, because he had committed adultery, and then murder. And he said, but your son is going to do it. 
because I love you, I'm still going to do it through your through you, through your lineage, and your son is going to build my temple. So David's like, okay, I'm going to spend everything I've got. I'm going to get all the materials ready. I'm going to equip my son. There is nothing he will lack to build the house of the Lord. And it says here, furthermore, so, so everything was in place, and all the people were giving everything that they had to the rebuilding of the temple. And David gathered all the people, and he says, Furthermore, my son Solomon, whom God alone has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great, because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. The temple is not for man. We all look at church as the place we can come to for us. And yet the temple is not for man. It's for God. If we go back to the, the rubble in the temple, it was the priests who took the rubble from the inner sanctum to the porch. We're all priests. And as priests, what we do is we minister to him. Our job as priests is to minister unto the Lord. It's to give him our worship. It's to give him our praise. As a priest, we see to it that God's needs are met. But then once they got that garbage to the porch, all the rubble, all the destruction, the Levites took it from there. We're also Levites. And as Levites, we're the body and we minister one to another. And so these places in our hearts, the rubble in our hearts, God's going, can I have it? You come minister to me because the temple is for me. So you come first, not to receive, not to get, but to minister unto me. And I will bring up the rubble in your heart. And we will carry it out of your heart. And then as a body, you will minister one to another, bearing one another's burdens. And we will take that rubble to the brook and experience the washing and the cleansing and the wholeness. Because this is his temple. You're his temple. So you're for God. You're not for you. You're for the Lord. That's why we're here. We're here for his, for the master's use, for the master's glory. And so it is a season of healing, and none of us get to do it alone. We go first and we minister to the king, and he will bring up the rubble that's in our hearts, in our temple. Because he wants us sanctified. He wants us washed and cleansed and whole and free and ready to run in this next season. So as we minister to him, bring your temple to him. It's for him. He will bring up what's in your heart, the rubble in your heart. And then we come to the body and we go, would you pray with me? Would you believe with me? Not our job to heal each other, but it's our job to bear witness to, the, to God's call on each one of us and to the freedom that he's calling each one of us to. And so as we share our burdens, it's not your job to take my burden, Brian, but as you bear witness to this rubble coming out of my heart, you get to encourage me, now let's go pray. Now let's go put that in the river. And let's experience the glory and the washing and the cleansing and the freedom of God so that this temple is for the Lord. So would you stand with me, please? I'm so excited. I'm so excited, God. You're doing a great work in your church. You're doing a work of mercy in your bride because she is for you. We are not here for ourselves. We are here for the master. We are here for the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And as we minister to you, healing comes. 
the rubble comes up and we don't have to be afraid. We can understand that it's an act of your merciful response to our worship because you desire to be Lord of everything, of every part of us, that this temple would be for you and for your glory. And then I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the body. And I thank you that together we get to bear one another's burdens and we get to lead each other back to you. And, and we get to take the rubble in our hearts. We get to bring love and remind one another of the compassion and the forgiveness of our great and merciful Father. And then we get to pitch that rubble in the brook, Kidron. And we get to receive the cleansing and we get to speak life over one another and we get to step into all that Rosie declared that you have for us, Lord. So I receive, would you say, Lord, I receive your merciful touch. Here is my temple. Here is my inner sanctuary, my heart. Come and bring up the rubble, Jesus and carry it out into the river of forgetfulness that I may be washed and renewed and excited and equipped for all that you have called me to. In Jesus' name, amen. Diana, before you go. Before I go. Before you go. Go? Okay. Explain to them, because is it not on? Is, okay. it, is the light on? Okay. But that's okay. Oh. I'll, I'll be loud. Okay, no. you, you can hear. You can use mine. Wow. So give it back Big, to brain. <laughs> Big brain. Um, explain, because you used the word multiple times, of minist you ministering to the Lord. Explain so that everybody has that, because you used it enough times that I'm sure everybody doesn't know what that means. So to minister unto God, if we look at the Old Testament, they would come and, you know, the temple, the temple was all about ministering to God. There was bread and there was incense and there was very specific things that they did in worship. Our worship is incense. In several different scriptures in Psalms, it says, may our worship rise as incense. What is worship? first mention of worship is in Genesis when Abraham was taking his son to sacrifice him. He was going, he tells his wife, the boy and I are going to worship. And it means to bow down and to exalt something as greater than yourself. So our ministry to the Lord is humility. It's when we come and we go, you are God. You are God most high, and I am your servant. I am your child. I am all these things. I'm a daughter. I'm, I'm a princess. I'm all of this, but I don't start there. I start with you are God, and I let him lead me from that point. And in First Chronicles 29, sorry, I'm going I'm to go back to this. This is how we minister to the Lord. Kelly, can you take me to verse 10? So they've set everything in place. And therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. And you are exalted as head over all, both riches and honor honor come from you and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now therefore our God. Did I skip one? Okay, good. We thank you and praise your glorious name. I just ministered unto the Lord. I just declared who he is. And, and that led me to get up and read it three times out loud, which led me to Revelation, where you're going to find the exact same words 
that the angels are doing. David tapped into heaven. And he began to use the words that the angels and the saints in heaven were using. Some of those exact same phrases are in Revelation when John talks about having that visitation and seeing the angels and the saints and hearing them. They're declaring some of the exact same words. So as I bring this temple and I come to him and I begin to exalt him and worship him and not think of myself, but think only of him and celebrate him first, then I touch him and then he touches me. And whatever my need is, whatever that broken place He's not going to ignore. He's going to minister to it out of his sovereignty. But I've got to see him rightly first. Because if I don't see him rightly, then my brokenness is going to be way bigger than God. And I will not pray by faith. I will pray as an orphan who is not loved. And that is why we minister first to the Lord. The priest of me comes first unto Jesus and then the Levite, then the one who ministers one to another. And then all the rubble comes out, and the temple is cleansed, and God is happy, and healing comes. Amen. Yeah, um, I had this picture the last like week or two of um, all these arrows flying over. Like People were walking around unaware and there were all these arrows like thousands or tens of thousands I don't know but like arrows just flying all around them like over their head around their body from the top of their head to the soles of their feet and all the way up into the air where I couldn't see the top of arrows 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 and not one of them was hitting anyone but they were just all around them and that scripture came to my mind um, no weapon formed against you will prosper there will be weapons that are formed, but not one of them is going to prosper. And today, as we were worshiping and praying, um, I felt like the Lord reminded me of uh, uh, last week. I was cleaning out a room, and um, it was like there was all these insects. And, and on the floor, there was like this look like dust, but as I got closer, I was like, oh, I don't think this is just dust. I think this is like something and I, I was, like, trying to clean it up, and, and then someone told me, oh, yeah, those are, like, the carcasses of bugs, you know? Yeah. And um, I felt like the Lord brought that back to my remembrance because as I was seeing these, like, arrows flying all over the place during wor a time of worship, I, this phrase popped into my head, another one bites the dust, Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And I was like, that's a funny thing <laughs> to hear when you're like in the midst of worship. And I felt like the Lord said, every single arrow, it falls to the ground because of my name, because I'm greater. Every single one falls to the ground, becomes just a carcass of dust. It loses all its effectiveness. And um, so I just felt like um, you know, Rosie was, I think it was Psalm 29 that what Rosie was reading about um, the voice of the Lord thunders. And I just felt like in lieu of a prayer to like, because his voice is thundering and loud and powerful. And I just felt like that deep place that's on the inside of our spirit cries out and calls out for, it calls out his name in that place of worship. And so I just felt like in lieu of a prayer, let's let our voice thunder. And so I just want to invite everyone to stand up, and we're just going to raise up a shout of worship from that deep place on the inside, from that, from that deep place of gratitude, where it's like our eyes are open to see, oh my gosh, God, like no weapon formed against me will prosper. It's like we can see him clearly all of a sudden and how big he is and how powerful he is. And so just with all your might, from that deep place, we're going to raise up a shout, not just of victory, but of worship, knowing who he is and agreeing with heaven. And as his voice goes forth like thunder, we're going to allow our voice, because we're created in the image of him, our voice is going to go up like thunder and worship 
into the atmosphere. So I'm just going to count to three and just raise up a shout. One, two, three. Your name is victory, God. Your name is victory. The sound of your voice is the sound of many waters. And I just thank you, God, that right now those waters are breaking through every dam, every dry place, every place that's been barren or felt obscure. I thank you, Father, that right now just the rivers of living water are breaking through desert places in the name of Jesus. And no other voice could do this except the voice of our Father. And I just thank you right now, God, that you are raising up a thunderous voice on each one of our behalfs. Not one person left behind in the name of Jesus, but victory to victory to victory to victory because our God is victorious. In Jesus' name. Yeah, yes. amen. All right. I don't know, I don't know if you guys kind of saw the, the pattern there through all of it, but it all came down to what Diana was talking about ministering to the Lord and how it was that's the thing that cleanses the temple. That's the thing that changes you, that that changes your place. And then Allie brought us into a perfect example of it by, you know, by her finding all those nice bug carcasses and seeing the vision. But it was still, it's, the, it's, it's what you say. It's the fruit of your lips, you know. You can, you can say, you can start off and say, oh, I'm in this bad situation, but God. But that only leaves you as, at, at a, pointing in the right direction for who he is. It's not until you engage your mouth. It's not until you take what, what, what you know of God and you speak it out like we did at the end that then all of a sudden you're not only knowing him as who he is, but now he's knowing you, right? Because the, the greatest thing is to know God. But if you just know him it, and he doesn't know you, you're not getting in, right? Remember there was the... There was the the, those people that came along and said, well, I, I, did, I was in all your meetings. I did all these great things. I, I laid hands on the sick. And he said, I never knew you. Right? So part of, the, part of the knowing God is that you let him know you. Right? And that's, that's when you acknowledge the, the situation you're in, like Petey was saying. And then you point in the direction, but God... But if you stop it, but God, then there's, there's still, you still haven't engaged in him for him to know you at where you're at. You've just, you've just acknowledged it. So it, it is, that, it is that, that using your voice. It's engaging your mouth. It is, the, it is the saying who he is. It's not just knowing it. It's not thinking it. You have to engage your mouth into the praise into the worship of who he is so that when you so that so that that's the thing that 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 lets that gives God the ability then to speak back to you and gives the ability then for you to be known and for that rubble to be taken out so again i think i think as we end because it's 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 time to close and that i think we ought to we ought to stand and we ought to open our mouths and we ought to we ought to minister to the lord with our voice right everyone an individual we all the, the the cool thing is is that we won't you i will stand before god not we we all will but we'll all stand as an individual one on one so this is great practice to stand before him and to minister to him is to open your mouth and to just say, and if you don't know what to say, if you're at a place in your, in, your, in, your, in your life or in your soul and you can't, you just don't know what to say, then the, the, the single and easiest thing to start with is Jesus, right? The fruit of our lips is to say his name. That is the greatest praise is to say the name of Jesus. So 
we're gonna again I'll, I'll use Ali's example we'll just one two three and then I want you for for we'll just we're just gonna declare his name we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna minister back unto the Lord so that we can then be known and then we'll then we'll go home okay okay thank you appreciate that James all right one two three Jesus, I enthrone you. I say it's you, our God and Lord, and you're big, and you're wonderful, and you're kind. You are so awesome in all your ways, and I lift up your name. You are God, and you are big, and able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all things, Jesus. You are good, the fruit of my lips, the sacrifice of praise, giving praise to your name, Jesus. You are God. There is none like you. You break cedars. You can you control the, 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 the waves of the sea. Your voice is like the sound of many waters. You speak and all hear. You saw the sound of thunder wakes from the dead. You bring earthquakes that awaken and release prisoners and cause people to come into life and come out of their, out of their graves and out of their prisons. Jesus, you are good and you're worthy of praise. Worthy of my praise, Jesus. You're worthy and you're just, and you're true. You are the Prince of Peace. You are awesome in all your ways, and we acknowledge you. I acknowledge you, Jesus. You're wonderful. You're great, and greatly to be praised, Jesus. You're healer and deliverer, and you're justifier, and you're great and awesome, and we just praise you tonight, Lord. We give back unto you. We use our mouths to give back unto you because you are worthy of all praise, Jesus, of all praise and all glory. We give you praise, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. And Father, now I bless. I bless these, your people, here in the house and those who are watching online, those that will watch online later. I bless you this week. I bless you with the ability to hear God's voice. I bless you with the ability to then speak back to him the words that he's spoken to you. I bless you with the, with the ability to take the words that you speak, that, that he's spoken to you, and turn them into praise, to turn them back to him in all things. In Jesus' name, amen.